Riley Murtha, and I'm your host. This is Life and Shit. I created this podcast because I feel as though the world is in dire need of more real-ass, authentic shit. I wanted to create a space where curiosity and self-exploration could run free. Your weekly safe haven away from all of the artificial bullshit going on out there. This podcast is a place for candid, genuine, uncensored conversation about everything from fitness, nutrition, mental health, personal development and spirituality, love, sex, relationships, addiction, as well as anything and everything else. Nothing is off limits. My intention with this podcast is to provoke thought. I want to challenge and disrupt normative ways of thinking in society. My goal is to offer alternative perspectives. I want to unpack and dive deep into these experiences that we share, what connects us and what makes us human. And most importantly, I want to explore and discuss new ways of making our existence, our human experience, more enjoyable, more fulfilling, and more beautiful. The overarching theme of conversation here will be what it means to live well, what it means to truly feel good, and how we can achieve those things. So thank you so much for being here, and let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to episode two of Life and Shit. (laughs) We made it. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm very excited about this. Now we get to get to the good stuff. No more talking about me. No more of the housekeeping, logistics. No more of the small talk, the background info. Now we're getting right to it. So I have named this episode Break Up With Your Comfort Zone. This applies to everything in your life. As humans, we're so interesting because we're programmed subconsciously to minimize risk in order to stay alive, which is good. When we think about our fear and anxiety, those were programmed into our brain in order to keep us alive when we had imminent danger lurking around us all the time. Our brain now doesn't know the difference between imminent danger and just all of the day-to-day things that are a part of our lifestyle that make us anxious. So it's our job to take ourselves out of that constant fear, out of fight or flight, and to reprogram our brain. It's an interesting thing because we have this fear and anxiety that come up and it typically guides us away from certain things and towards other things. We get so used to doing that and eventually it becomes counterproductive because our fear and our anxiety steers us away from the things that are going to lead to the most growth and personal fulfillment and keeps steering us back in circles, back to our comfort zone. And if we stay on autopilot like that, that's the way our life will be forever. That's why it's our job, our responsibility to intentionally steer ourselves in a different direction. And I've learned, especially over the last year or so, that if you notice that resistance coming up to something, something feels really uncomfortable and makes you terrified, instead of using that resistance as a cue 
that that's something that you should avoid and that's something dangerous and scary and something we're not going to do, flip the script on that. And if you start to notice that resistance and use it as a cue of being exactly what you need in that moment, you'll see massive change start to happen in your life. I recently read somewhere that we have a choice. We can either fuel and feed our desires or we can feed our fear. And by feeding our fears, we're going to continue to play small. We're going to stay in our comfort zone and we're not going to do great things. You have to take a risk to get a reward. You have to get out of your comfort zone in order to do things that are going to have a big payoff for you emotionally, physically, financially, professionally. And I know we've all heard this a hundred times before, but I think that we know that figure of speech and we understand the concept, but we don't understand how many ways this is showing up in our life and how it can be under the surface. It can be incredibly insidious and pretty much undetected. So I'll give you a couple of examples here. Recently, I stopped drinking coffee. Coffee, I didn't realize it, but coffee was a massive comfort zone for me. It's a perfect example of a habit that I picked up over a decade ago. I don't even, I can't even tell you when I started drinking coffee and something that escalated and escalated and became part of my entire identity and my daily routine. Something that I, not something that I wanted, but something that I absolutely needed to function. And not only that, but it wasn't until I actually stopped drinking it. Just like any good toxic relationship, not realizing how out of control it is until you get a little bit of perspective, that I started to realize that I had this entire narrative around coffee and all of these limiting beliefs to do with coffee. It's not just a drink. I subconsciously believed that I could not function, I wouldn't be productive, so many limiting beliefs. And just to rewind for a moment, if you're not familiar with the concept of a limiting belief, we all have them. We have them in all areas of our lives. And they're just the subconscious concepts and ideas and beliefs that we've picked up over time that guide us through life and we don't even realize it. We have financial limiting beliefs, romantic limiting beliefs about love. And they all really have to do with our own worth and what we're capable of and what we're worthy of. So the limiting beliefs that I started to notice when I stopped drinking coffee were really interesting because subconsciously I believed that I would not be productive. I would not create good content. I could not have a good conversation without being caffeinated. I believed that I couldn't be funny. I couldn't be social without coffee. I couldn't be successful without coffee. I couldn't get the things done that I needed to do without coffee. I had all of these limiting beliefs that I had no conscious awareness of until I did the opposite. I did the uncomfortable thing and I steered myself away from my comfort zone, which is being over-caffeinated seven days a week into new territory. And then with that space, I was able to see, oh, wow, I have all of these beliefs about this and none of them were even true. In fact, I'm going to be higher functioning without this because really I was so over caffeinated, but it wasn't doing me any favors. They were all beliefs that were not grounded in reality. Caffeine was not doing me any favors. It in fact was doing the opposite, 
but I was so used to that habit and those beliefs were so ingrained in my mind that I needed caffeine to be the best version of myself. I needed caffeine to be high vibe and in a good mood. I needed caffeine in order to be productive. I had accepted those as truth without questioning them. This is the first time that I've gone without caffeine in my adult life. And now I'm finally challenging and questioning those beliefs and I'm learning that they're not true. And I'm actually much better off without relying on caffeine. Another example that I think likely a lot of people can relate to is alcohol. For many years, I had very similar limiting beliefs around alcohol and what it was doing for me and how it was benefiting from my relationship with alcohol, which when I removed alcohol from my life, I quickly learned that none of that was true and I was living a much better life, more fulfilled, more healthy, more stable without it. But at the time, in my early 20s, I truly did not think that I could go out and have fun without drinking. I didn't think that I could be funny. I didn't think that I could meet you know, guys or new people. I didn't think that I could go about my life without alcohol. I had all of these beliefs about why I needed it. And, you know, they were false beliefs. And these false beliefs, where do, where are they coming from? Why do I believe that I need alcohol and caffeine to function? Because these things are normalized in society and because society wants to profit off of people being addicted to these things. So we are programmed to believe that we need these things. From a young age, like by the time you're two years old, you understand that your parents wake up and they drink coffee and that's what adults do, right? It's not even questioned. There's never a time when you're like, well, I don't know, when I grow up, well, I drink coffee. It's just an assumption. You're like, how old do I have to be until I can start drinking coffee? Because like, I'm ready. Let's go. Same thing. I mean, this doesn't apply to everybody. I'm sure that there are and were people that did stop and question that, especially if their parental figures were not drinking coffee or were not drinking alcohol. But typically, you're just waiting until you turn 18, 19, 21, whatever the legal drinking age is, and then it's it's go time. It's time to start drinking because that's what we do in this life. So if we can start to steer ourselves away from those beliefs, if we can start to take intentional action and question the things that we're allowing into our life, like for me, alcohol was very detrimental. It was ruining my health. It was ruining my mental health. It was preventing me from doing the healing and the growing that I needed to do because it's a crutch. It's a band-aid. It's an escape, right? So if, if we are able to start getting very intentional with all the things that we're allowing into our life, first of all, you're going to create space. We're going to be creating space for new things to enter our lives. And secondly, you're going to feel so much better because you're intentionally creating your own life and your own state of being without all of those things we believe that we need. For me at that time, being sober was so far outside of my comfort zone. To go a week or two weeks or a month without drinking heavily was unheard of. I worked in the restaurant and bar industry and I was always the person who was doing the sober months. I was trying to challenge myself to go this long and then longer without drinking because I guess deep down I knew that it wasn't in alignment for me, but I was having such a hard time breaking that habit because not only was it in my comfort zone, but outside of that, the environment that I was in, it was so normalized. 
that's the way life was at that time. And although I knew it wasn't serving me and it wasn't for me, especially anymore, it was so hard to break that habit because not only was it outside of my comfort zone, but it was outside of the comfort zone of all of my friends and everybody that was around me. So it not only made me uncomfortable, but it made them uncomfortable. And it was around that time that I started to learn that pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and doing that healing and doing that growing pushes people away who are not ready to do that with you. And you can lose friendships and you can lose people and you have to accept that those relationships are no longer in alignment with you. Because some of those relationships for me, and I know for a lot of people, I had friendships that were built solely on partying. Drinking was the only thing that I had in common with a large number of people. And luckily, I'm so thankful that there were people in my life during that time who I did have other things in common with and who have, you know, been on their own journeys and who have grown and were still really close. But there were lots of people that we just didn't have anything else. If you took away partying and you take away drinking, there's nothing left. And you'll also find that there may be people in your life that the only common thread you have is being low vibe. If you're going through depression or a hard time emotionally, you may attract people into your life who share that in common with you. And then as soon as you start to lift yourself up and out of that and move forward, they will resent you. And that's okay. So you have to let those relationships go with grace. I know it can be incredibly challenging and it was very painful for me at the time to, you know, see friendships end with some of the people that I thought were my best friends at the time. You either drift or some people have resistance to seeing you do good. Some people will speak up or they will take action to separate themselves from you or to try to bring you down or to try and stop your growth. And you can't take that personally because not everybody is ready at the same time as you to start making the same changes as you. And it can be really, really hard for people to see someone who was just beside them, relating to them, all of a sudden doing more and feeling better and making positive changes. That can trigger people. That can bring up their own insecurities and their challenging feelings that they've been avoiding. So you really have to recognize that that has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you. You have to focus on you first, put yourself first, and just trust that you'll be creating space for the right people to be in your life. The people who are right for you will never turn their backs on you. You'll never lose those people, but you will lose some people. And you'll know down the road that that was for a reason and for the greatest good. So really, it's not just your comfort zone that's holding you hostage. It's the people around you within your comfort zone and their comfort zones that are holding you back as well. Mindfuck. It's inception. Another really good example of this is the whole cold shower, cold plunge craze that's happening right now. And I'm guilty of it. I'm a big believer in this. And I have this conversation often. People say, I don't want to go do a cold plunge. I invite people to join me and they say, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, me either. I don't want to go do it either. That's the point. Going and jumping in the freezing cold motherfucking ocean weekly is not something I do because it's enjoyable or fun or something that I look forward to. Although I have grown to look forward to it, I'm not doing it because it's a good time. I'm doing it because I don't want to do it. 
and I'm learning how to use the resistance that I have towards something to guide me in order to strengthen my mental tenacity and my self-discipline. If you talked to me a couple years ago, maybe even one year ago, and suggested that I go jump in the ocean in January or February, I would have told you to go fuck yourself. There was no way that was happening. But the point where I'm out of my life now, I am interested in challenging myself and pushing my limits and, and setting an appointment with myself weekly to push myself out of that comfort zone to get uncomfortable. And every single week, I don't want to go. And the more I don't want to go, the more I know that I need it in that moment. And it's incredible because it's one of those things that you dread it and it's horrible while you're doing it. But the feeling you have afterward is so worth it because you're so proud of yourself and you feel so invigorated and so alive. It's almost like doing the grouse grind. I love, like, and by love I mean hate. Like, I do the grouse grind often. And people say, oh, the grouse grind sucks. And I'm like, yeah, it's the fucking worst. It's the worst time ever. I can't, like, I, I almost die every single time. I'm miserable. I complain the whole time. But once you get to the top, it's so good. You're so proud of yourself. You know, you've accomplished something. You feel so powerful because you set your mind to something and you did it, even though it sucks. But it's hard and you pushed yourself. And that's what it's all about. That resistance that you have to something like doing the gross grind or a cold plunge, start to tune into that. Because if you can harness that, that's what's going to help you expand. That's what's going to help you grow fast. Is if you can catch yourself in that resistance to those types of things and do it anyway, that's where your power comes from. So it's about starting to pay really close attention to that resistance and when it comes up, when you have that strong feeling of this is not something I want to do, it's too scary, it's too hard, do it. Don't think about it, just do it. And this applies to so many things. I can think of, you know, even romantically in relationships, if you feel like maybe you are in the wrong relationship and the idea of leaving is so fucking scary, like, you can't even think about it because it's such a horrible option, you should probably leave. And obviously that doesn't apply to every situation and every person and every relationship. But if you're so tied up in your relationship that you can't even imagine being without the person, that's not healthy. The person is there to add value to your life. And realistically, you should be fine with or without them. I have been in more than one relationship where the idea of losing that relationship or losing that person is paralyzing. It's the worst thing that my brain can even imagine in those moments, even though I know the relationship is struggling and is unhealthy or toxic to some degree, losing it is terrifying. And that was the cue that I should have taken to take a step back and work on the relationship with myself at that time. Because if you are paralyzed by the idea of losing something, you've lost yourself already. Professionally, this is even more relevant. I made a promise to myself about one year ago when COVID started. I was going to start doing things my way. I was going to start doing the things that I wanted to do 
and I was not going to have a boss and I was not going to have rules to follow and I was not going to have a uniform to wear and I wasn't going to have hours. I was going to do things my way. And along with that, I realized that I had to start taking some risks and putting myself out there. Because in order to do great things, you have to take big risks. Because not everything is going to be a home run. And if you have those expectations for yourself, you're going to be setting yourself up to be disappointed. Because you have to try new shit. You have to do things and get out of your comfort zone and just go for it with no expectations. You can't expect that everything is going to be a raging success because it's not. But some of it is going to be. So you have to go for it. You have to get out of your own way and just try. And just do your best and just show up. Take baby steps. If you're scared, if you're unsure, just do one small thing towards that goal. And once you start to get your momentum, it will start to feel more organic and you'll start to feel more confident. But you got to just do it. No more thinking about it. You have to just do it. When someone offers you an opportunity and you hear that little voice, that little resistance coming up, say yes. Say yes to everything. Last year, someone asked me if I wanted to run a retreat. I've never hosted an event in my life before that. I easily could have gone into self-doubt, get into those limiting beliefs, start to wonder how I'm going to accomplish that. How am I going to execute that? I've never held a day event, let alone a weekend retreat out of town. I said, fuck yes, let's do it. No hesitation. And I figured it out as I went and it was amazing. We had a great time. It was an incredible experience. And I don't regret a single thing about it. Someone said, you should start a podcast. I said, okay, yes, of course. There was, you know, an imposter syndrome voice somewhere in the back of my head telling me that I couldn't do it. I didn't know how. I had nothing to talk about. I didn't have the right skills. All of that stuff. But fuck it. Here I am. You got to do it anyway. I felt the resistance. And those are the things that are going to be the most fulfilling and the most valuable and the most important in your life are those things that you're scared of and you do them anyway. I had so much resistance around quitting my corporate job to become a personal trainer. And in the beginning of my personal training career, I did not know how to show up confident. It's hard when you're brand new and there's all of these other people who are experts in their field and you're unsure and you don't want to do anything to hurt anyone or give someone the wrong information. It's hard to show up confident, but you just got to keep doing it. It would be easy to get intimidated by that and to not show up, but you got to keep showing up and you can't be afraid to ask questions and to be wrong sometimes. You got to get out of ego and into intention, getting super intentional about what's going to make your life the most fulfilling and then going for it, doing the things that are scary and you're unsure about, but that are going to pay off for you personally the most. And that's different for everybody. You have to go within yourself and figure out what lights you up and then go for that and don't look back. I hate to think that there's people out there that have these ideas about what would make their life amazing and make them so fulfilled and so excited to wake up every day and they're not doing it for any reason. Life is way too short. And if this last year has taught us anything, it's that nothing is guaranteed. So why sit around? Why wait? Why do life half-ass when you just have to take the leap and do something different. It can be little things. Challenge yourself. If you want to get into shape, 
but you're scared to go to the gym, get to the fucking gym and just do your best. Go up to someone who looks like they know what they're doing and say, hey, I have a question. Get out of your comfort zone. I don't know what it is. Maybe, I think maybe it's microdosing mushrooms. But for some reason in the last year, I stopped giving a fuck about everything. I don't care what anybody thinks. I will talk to whoever. I will say whatever. I will do whatever. I don't care. If it feels like something that I need to do for me, if it's in the highest good of all, I will do it. I don't care about looking stupid. Like, you know when you're dancing in the car and you're singing and you're going off and you're having a good time and then somebody looks at you? in the car next to you and you're like fuck and you just like pretend that you weren't doing that I stopped doing that somebody looks at me I'm like let's go it's a performance now I have an audience and I keep going off and I keep having a good time and it doesn't matter who cares you're never gonna see that person again but why would you let them looking at you make you feel shameful like that's weird we don't need to live that way if you have something to say say it If you want to write a book, write it. If you want to start a band, do it. If you want to sing, sing. If you want to dance, dance. Live this life because this human experience in this body is a one-time only deal, okay? Like, you don't get to do this again. If you want to start a business, start it. What are you waiting for? I can tell you from experience that it's confusing and it's scary, but it's so much fun at the same time and so fulfilling. Nothing feels better than figuring that shit out for yourself and coming out the other side and offering a service or a product that people want and people need. No one's ever going to do it like you're going to do it. Okay, I'm getting a little heated about this, but this is something that I'm so passionate about because I've seen it happen in my own life firsthand and I've seen it happen in people's lives around me. My friends start going for it and their life just turns into this beautiful, miraculous experience. It's like once you take the leap, the universe is going to catch you, okay? But you have to jump and you have to trust. You have to trust that everything is working out the way that it's meant to. And once you start making those moves, you'll see that these synchronicities happen and things start working out for you and things start unfolding and opportunities start presenting themselves to you. It's the law of attraction. We gotta stop putting fear and negativity and doubt out into the universe because that's what we're getting back. As soon as you shift that, as soon as you shift that to love, trust, and belief in yourself, you will be so happy with the results. Because if you believe in the universe, it will believe in you back and you can accomplish anything that you want. You will manifest the life that you want if you trust and if you take the risk. And if you put yourself in a position, intentionally create the life that you want. But it has to start with you. You have to do it. You have to do the work. You have to take the risk. So if you take one thing from this episode, just remember to feed your passions and not your fear. So when you feel that resistance come up, that little tiny voice saying, I don't know about this. I don't, I don't want to do this. This isn't a good idea. Tell that voice to fuck off and go for it. Do the thing. Let that resistance be your guide. Because if you go when you want to turn the other way and run, you'll be making 
leaps and bounds towards the life that you really want to live. Start chasing the things that light you up. And if you don't know what those things are, start paying attention to what makes you really feel good. Because I can pretty much guarantee that it's not scrolling on social media, which takes up so much of our time. Think about the things that you used to do when you were young. The things that make you lose track of time. The things that make you feel like a kid again. For me, it's dance. When I dance, I don't know what time it is. I don't care. I feel energized. When I sit on my phone, I feel drained. I need to close my eyes and take a nap because it is so energetically exhausting to be putting yourself out there on social media all the time. Start to pay attention to how these things make you feel. How do you feel after the things that are comfortable versus those things that are uncomfortable? You need to start chasing that high of the things that make you feel alive. Start paying attention. Start tuning into those limiting beliefs and reprogram them. Turn them in to positive affirmations. Speak them out loud. Don't let that fear and that comfort zone keep you playing small any longer. We'll leave it there for today. I hope you found this episode valuable. I hope that it motivates you. I hope that it helps to shift your perspective even a little bit, or at the very least provides a refresher of things that you've heard in the past. Thank you so much for joining me here. And if you have any friends or family that would benefit from hearing this, please share.